Hello, folks. Welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where we're doing the splits and grabbing chips. I'm the pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship, Patrick Mathers. And I'm Brian Gumpy, elder. For a minute. Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. <laughs> That's right. Just for a minute. For two weeks. It's happening. You're moving. I'm moving. Where are you moving to give everybody the lowdown, and then I'll talk about splits and chips. <laughs> In two weeks, two weeks' time, I will be... Two weeks from today? From well, today, yeah. Which is the first. This drops tomorrow. It's, today's the 30th. I know, but it drops tomorrow. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, in 13 days, <laughs> yes, we will leave Chico and we will move to Colorado Springs, where I will be... Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. The Wheaton of the West. West. <laughs> where I will be the operator of some Dutch Bros locations What does operator there. mean? So, basically, there are some... Hit, or locations owned by headquarters, and I run them. They pay me to run them for headquarters. Yeah. So, but they're paying you like owner money. Yeah. So it's yeah. I'm well paid. Yes. Right. 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 They'll they'll take care of me. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But it's basically like owning a franchise. Your franchisee is but what without, the word you've used sometimes, but yeah. without the actual like deed in your pocket. Yeah, I don't own anything. I just get to. Reap the benefits. <laughs> How generous of them. Pretty much. I know. I'm like, yeah. I, I like Dutch Bros. It's a great company. But the difference is I can like be fired. <laughs> <laughs> but franchisees can kind of be fired too. It's happened. How You got to suck pretty bad though to get fired from a Dutch Bros, I think. Huh? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fixing to suck a little? No. You just want to walk that line? No, I just want to know <laughs> that I've got some wiggle room. <laughs> Dude, you got wiggle room. I hope I'm so. Pretty sure you're fine, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, so what does that mean for the show? So I mean, before believing, you're going away. We're I, not. We're not trying to reach the people of Chico anymore. I can't think of a better reason to have us have to call each other once a week. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, one, otherwise it'd be awkward if we weren't podcasting. We'd just be like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" Why would that be awkward? How is your day? <laughs> I'm not your mom. What'd you have for dinner? <laughs> cool. How's Joel? I'm not even old enough to be your dad. How's Joel? We established that one time. No, you and me are the same age difference as me and my brother. I know. Yeah. We are, well, the people didn't know, but now everyone knows. Yep. I know. So it wouldn't be awkward. We'd be like, hey, dude, how's it going? You'd be like, oh, Michaela and Raquela and Sumela and Hela, And you're telling me all these names and I don't know all these people. So I'm like, yeah, I probably won't call you next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that, we'll just podcast So now instead. we podcast and we're going to have to talk to each other for at least an hour. Yes, we're going to be reaching the people. Uh, dude, there are just as many dude? people outside of Chico who listen to this anyway. So nothing changes. That's true. When we started, we thought it was just going to be a few of our friends here, but it's like... <laughs> None of our friends here care. <laughs> That's well, not true. There's like two that do. That's, yeah. No. There's more. There's more than that. There's like eight. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Logan jammed me up when I was talking about how even if it was just, just a good excuse to hang out and talk and just talk about stuff like this, 
and nobody listened to it. And Logan was like, dude, I listened to it. I'm like, okay, all right. She does. She did like the marathon. There's lots of people who do that. Like we'll find us and then marathon them all. Yeah, I don't like us that much. Well, we did it. We we literally, we're doing the long and long haul. We're doing it for the long haul. (laughs) Yeah. Just not in one shot. So we're cashing checks and doing the splits? Oh, we're doing the splits and we're eating chips. Eating chips. So, dude, okay, you know my girls. I've met them. You know they dance. Yep. Two of the three, five. (laughs) (laughs) Have you met your girls? Yes, I was thinking two and then there's three. And I said, out of the three. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about when you just said that sentence. I have five kids. And so I was thinking two out of the three, but I said two and three. Yeah. never. This is not helping. <laughs> is it helping you? It's helping somebody are you somewhere. Fi- are you finding your way? Somebody somewhere is enjoying this. Well, enjoying hearing me fall all over myself, trying okay. to explain my kids. <laughs> That I've known for a long time. So you got five kids. <laughs> Two of them dance. Two of the three. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> they dance. Like, I mean, seriously dance. Mm-hmm. Like, like the real deal. It's not just like in their bedroom with a, with a hairbrush singing along with um, like Freddie on, Mercury. Like yeah. on Musical.ly or TikTok yeah, or something. Like Whatever, I never heard of any of that crap. I work with the youths, it's fine. Okay, that's good for you. Yeah, that's right, that's right. You do work with all the youths. You know all the new bands and stuff that I don't know that I hate already. Because mm. I'm old and curmudgeon I'm Hey, so, too, okay, but... they dance. There's this dance move that I love. Is it called the splits? It's <laughs> when they do the splits, but like one leg is like bent. So they go down like that, and then they, they squeeze themselves back up. <laughs> You know that move? Dude, I love that move. And I wish oh, the so old bad. Split squeeze. <laughs> yep, you do the splits and then you squeeze yourself back up. You don't even use your hands. Oh, dude, that move's gold. Dude, I'm 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 genuinely in awe of anybody who actually does that move. So there's this one little video where some guy is like dancing to uh, Uptown Funk You Up. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Mm-hmm. You heard yeah. that one? Oh, yeah. When my like four or five-year-old at the time mm-hmm. said she wanted to listen to the Funk You Up song <laughs> but she... in her little child voice, I, it was like three times. I was like, what? <laughs> listen to the what? It took me a few times to realize what she was talking about. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, hey, yeah. you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. So I remember this. My mom, who listens sometimes, is going to, she's going to hate this. She might not. We were on our old Ford power wagon, station wagon, back when I was a little kid that always smelled like the heater was on. You know that smell? Yeah. 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 Well, it always smelled like that. It smelled like the carpet was just about to catch fire. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was just about there. That's what I remember about that car. Well, one day I said it was, I'm just going to say this, it was chit black. <laughs> and she said, what did you say? And she did one of those yeah. like, like things and pulled over. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I really didn't think, I didn't know the word pitch. I thought it was oh. chit. <laughs> chit black. <laughs> and she turns around and she's like, what did you say? And this was like before her seatbelts right. were a law, you know? So I remember scrambling into the back seat as fast as I possibly could because I thought I was going to get hauled off and walloped there one. 
And then I explained it to her once again, like, you know, it's so dark you can't see. It's chit black. <laughs> Just saying it over and over and, and over again. Like, pitch. Pitch black. That's what it is, Pat. Oh, okay. Don't hit me, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, dude, the guy who does the splits. He uh, eats chips? No, I eat chips. I just ate some. But it rhymed with splits, and so I thought, oh, that'd be a good intro. Cool. Those sun chips, them garden salsa ones. Those are the good ones. Dude, that was, did me right. Mm. I was hungry. I'd eaten all day because we had a bunch of meetings today. But, man, that, that satisfied. Better than the Snickers. Scratch the itch. Yeah, Snickers will make me dopey later on because there's so much sugar. You know, you get all like, woohoo, and then you crash. Do you Got ever it. do that? Yeah. You do that all the time because you work out. What does that have to do with anything? Your body burns all the sugars, and so you're like, woohoo, and then you crash, and you're taking a big nap. Like immediately. Like you, I can feel it like right away. Like a Gatorade? Do you drink Gatorade? No. Why not? Because... You know better than the professional athletes? <laughs> <laughs> I drink water. Well, they probably drink that too. But they <laughs> probably. Supple- they supplement the water with Gatorade. With Gatorade. I've seen it. And when things go really good, you pour it on somebody's head. So... <laughs> You got that to look forward to someday. <laughs> Gatorade moments. <laughs> Do they have those in the CrossFit? No. Dude, you can originate something. Gatorade? <laughs> on, on somebody's head for lifting up the metal heavy pieces really good. <laughs> they do I, that. I can't imagine if we had done this before you ate. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, this, is, this is you with food. Well, this so, is me always. Well, I know, but you're <laughs> in rare form today. And if you were on an empty stomach and the blood wasn't flowing to your brain like it normally does, who knows what would have happened? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? We would have been still talking about the splits. Probably. Probably. Hey, but we got a topic. Yeah. You want to let me know what it is? It is. How can young children or the mentally ill be saved? Wait, what? Say, say the, repeat that one more time. Go a little slower. How can young children... Mm-hmm. Or the mentally ill be saved. And I just want to point out that you did not not understand me because I didn't say it slow. I can see on my phone that you didn't understand me because you're texting Mike <laughs> and Joel right now. Dude, why, why are you spoiling it, dude? Don't let him see all the sausages made. I have three text messages right now, and one of them is from Patrick Mathers. Keep that curtain closed. Okay. Anyway, so Pat, how can young Wait, children... Do you, does or your the, phone say Patrick Mathers when I call? Oh, it does. It says Patrick. Yeah, is that weird? No, that's my name. I'm going to change but it why? to Taco Truck Joe. <laughs> you could. That's my Harry Potter Wizards Unite name. Hey, if you want to be my friend on Wizards Unite, just, I don't know. Taco somehow, Truck Joe. Somehow communicate to me and I'm Taco Truck Joe. I'm like that on Pokemon Go too, Taco Truck Joe. What? So do you need... Do you need... Do you need, do you need <laughs> Do you need me to repeat the question? Ate, you should have ate a pita before. I, yeah, I yeah. haven't eaten since this afternoon. Okay, no. But but let's go back. Let's break that down. Okay, so... so yeah, why is this even equa- a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're equating the, if I'm hearing it right, the age level of the young child with the person who's mentally ill, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're basically saying somewhere in there, there's an age... We're going to call it an age of accountability, maybe, Right, and for people who don't know what that yeah, means what and are not mean? familiar with it, basically what we're looking at, I think, is like cognition. Like A certain you, level you, of cognition. Are you old enough to understand you're a sinner in need of a savior, 
Jesus died to save you from your sins, right? Basically, right. you're old enough and, to understand that. And on the mentally ill side, I mean, it <clears throat> explains itself, but do you have the mental faculty mm-hmm. to wrestle with those things, to understand those things? Right, because there are plenty of people who are in their tw- teens, 20s, 30s sure. who don't have those mental faculties, mm-hmm. right? So the implication behind that is do they go to hell or not? Or, or how are they saved? Because if you have to have cognition, right? I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole tangled web of issues that come along with this question, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first thing that I think when we get this question asked, we want to do is we want to clarify that nobody is saved by default. Right. So, explain that. What do you yeah. mean by default? So, um, we 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 would say that just because somebody is very very young, um, we can use children, e- even abortion. How about that? I'm not <clears throat> not to tiptoe around this one. Um, we would say that if a person is has been conceived and they are alive, which we do believe happens in the you know, from the moment of conception that that those babies are 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 humans and do have life dignity. They have souls. That if they are aborted, they don't simply by the fact that they're aborted automatically go to heaven, or simply by the fact that they were just really really little they automatically go to heaven, right? Be, and because the real tangle problem is in Romans 5, what actually is from Genesis 3, but um, Romans 5 teaches us that we are all by nature under the sin of Adam. We're all under the curse of Adam. And therefore, our nature is such where we are condemned sinners before God. We don't have to do any actions before we're in the womb. We're still condemned sinners before God because our nature is a rebellious, sinful nature that we inherit from Adam. Now, immediately, the question gets raised, well, what about fairness? How is that fair? Well, God doesn't owe anybody salvation. And especially one who has the nature of rebellion and sin in their heart, he certainly doesn't owe those creatures, those beings, salvation. So from birth to the grave, or conception, I should say, to the grave, we are all people who are by nature children of wrath, uh, destined for hell, doing the things that um, those who hate and rebel against God do, living in um, hostility towards God and his gospel, unless something changes. And for us, we would say that change comes through the effectual call of God, meaning that that the Holy Spirit comes down and calls us to himself. And we would say that that's, there's all kinds of different phrases, regeneration, born again, taking out your heart of stone, putting in a heart of flesh. God's the one who does the work in a sinner's life in order for someone to be able to believe and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So unless that work happens by God, nobody is going to be saved. So I guess theoretically, everybody's damned unless God does something. Right. Guilty until changed. Right. Guilty until changed. Yeah. 
Um, in, in our 1689, the London Baptist Confession of Faith, which is the um, confession of faith that Brian and I hold to, there is this paragraph in chapter 10 in paragraph 3. It says, elect infants dying in infancy are regenerated and saved by Christ through the Spirit, who worketh when and where and how he pleaseth. So also are all other elect persons who are incapable of being outwardly called by the ministry of the word. And that would be those who are mentally ill, right? The, mm. That we're talking about here. So um, the 1689, basically, and, and we, I think in part at least would agree with this, that, it, that no one is owed salvation, that God in his grace saves people. But we can't, um, what's the right phraseology? We, we can't like expect that of him. Mm-hmm. That, well, you know, I, I've heard people say this about abortion. Well, it's the greatest heaven-filling device that man has ever devised. And, and that's, that's not what it is. And we can't accept that and can't agree with that because the ab- abortion is murder. And murder is wrong. And simply because somebody's been murdered doesn't give them access to heaven as well. So... Go ahead. Sorry, I see. No, 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 no. Go ahead. So, so what we're what we're saying initially, right up front, just to be really crystal clear, is we're saying that nobody deserves salvation. Nobody is owed salvation. Everybody, including children, infants, mentally ill, uh, because we're under the curse of Adam, all deserve punishment um, from God for our sin nature. Now, those of us who are alive and have lived in, with a cognition like we talked about earlier, we live out that nature. We do actualize that sin, right? We live in a manner that is inconsistent with God and his word, and we're damnable for that as well. And so what we do is we're called to repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so for those of us who are either old enough to understand it, or, well, I guess that's it, or we're old enough to understand it, then we're doubly accountable for for that gospel presentation. Now, we, we, we know that God is free to, in his grace, save people. We know the Bible teaches justification by faith alone is the only means by which people are saved. And so if an infant or somebody who's mentally ill is going to be saved, it's going to be by God's grace somehow, some way, shape, or form. Um, But we, we don't have specific texts that lay out how that actually works. There are a few allusions to it, right? Like in the Old Testament routinely when babies are killed either in war or through some kind of accident or natural disaster, God in the inspira- in his inspiration of scripture calls them the innocents mm-hmm. or calls them innocent children. Now they're not by nature, but they are by action, I guess is the best way we can say that they're innocents. Um, but he still does call them that. And so that's not, there's not, that's not throwaway language by God in any way, shape, or form. In, in the book of <clears throat> Second Samuel, David, he commits um, adultery with Bathsheba and then has Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, 
killed. And then he marries Bathsheba and she becomes pregnant. And then God brings judgment upon the house of David through the death of that child that's born. And he mourns for the child while the child's still alive, um, basically repenting Mm -hmm. and asking the Lord to spare the child, but the child dies. And so David gets up and he anoints his head and he goes about his business. And typically it would be flip-flopped that you would be living a life until the baby died and then you'd mourn. So the servants were confused, the servants of David. And somebody came and asked him, so what are you doing, dude? Why, yeah. why, why are you, <clears throat> you know, acting this way now? And he says, well... While the I, child was still alive, I you. fasted and wept. For I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. That's why I had it out. Yeah. I was looking. Doesn't he say something about how he knows he'll see him again? Right, right. That's what it, yeah, he's getting to. And he certainly doesn't think he's going to hell. Right. Definitely. <laughs> so David is fully assured that he's going to see that baby in heaven. Right? I mean, that's what that Yeah, that's what I was looking says. for, and I can't find it. Well, it says I'm going to see him again. That's why I can't find it. Did I just say it? Yeah, you just read it. Can I bring him back to me? No, I will go to be with him. I shall go to him, but right. he will not return to me. Right. Right. He's oh, David's I, not duh. thinking okay. I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. to hell, right? David's confident he's going to heaven. I was reading so, that weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So he's sure he's going to heaven. Yeah. Um, so back to the the last thing that you were talking about, the saving faith thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I was kind of looking for that second Samuel part, so maybe you address this. But I remember reading that Spurgeon thought that for he did believe that some small children or mentally ill or what have you were elect mm-hmm. and that God was saving them, but that he would grant them infantile faith. There right. was some type of actual faith mm-hmm. on whatever kind of, you know, mm-hmm. simplistic Luther level it may be. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, we don't have that in scripture. Sure. That's purely. It's a jump. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, it's not there. Um, however, um, the Lord, you know, he said, don't forbid the little children to come to me. And he rebuked his disciples when the disciples tried to forbid little children to come to him. He seemed to love to be around kids and to enjoy their company and them to, you know, play with them. I can see the Lord getting down and playing, you know, with little, like I was saying earlier in the sermon, little Peppa Pig and, mm-hmm. you know, play, playing with the kids because, man, ki- kids are, um, they're wonderful. And um, so I, I, my, my gut, this is all I can go on. Mm-hmm. My gut is, is there isn't two different classes of, you know, these mentally ill or children who die, one is elect and one's not. Um, I, my personal opinion is that all children or these mentally ill who are incapable of rational thought like that um, are all by God's grace taken to heaven and the Lord has died and atoned for their sin nature. Right. Um, How else could David be confident that he would go and see him? Yeah, well, he, yeah, it's, it's under the, yeah, he is under the old covenant. He did certainly have a lot more revelation than anybody else who was alive at that time, for sure. I think maybe one of the prophets or something, but, um, 
but he certainly was anticipating his going to heaven. Now, I don't want to go further than what Scripture says if I can avoid it. This is one of those places where I feel like that the character of God, him being long-suffering to the thousand generations, him being merciful and kind, um, compels me. It's a little bit of conjecture, I'll admit, that... um, that he takes all children and all those who are mentally ill to heaven. I would say on the flip side, I think it's, it's as much conjecture to say, no, there's two classes mm-hmm. where you do have an elect group of infants and a non-elect group of infants. So oddly enough, when I read this chapter in this, or this paragraph in the 1689, that's one of the ones I disagree with the wording of it. You know, um, I do believe that God in his grace, does bring those who are, yeah, in that place to his heaven. He doesn't know it to him. He doesn't have to. He would be perfectly just to not to. But I think that because he is such a gracious and loving, kind, merciful God, that that's, in fact, what he does. Cool. (laughs) No, honest. I mean, like you said, we're so limited in what we can really take from scripture on this topic mm-hmm. that I, I mean what else what else do we say well i think i think what else we say is that a person goes to hell um for their rebellion against god their rejection of god and his revelation whether it's the revelation in nature which means the revelation that they have within themselves right of the law of god written on their hearts and um, a rebellion of whatever other revelation they have. Maybe they've heard the gospel and they know the scriptures and they've still rejected and rebelled against it. Uh, people are, are, and go to hell isn't the best phrase. It's they're, they're righteously and appropriately punished for their sins. You say go to hell, that's like, <laughs> you know, it has so many just um, unhelpful connotations it makes and, and it sound like you're a victim almost. It, you're right. You're right. But it's not it. You're, you're, you've, you've earned your spot there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, both through your nature and through your actions. Um, we're saying that these kids have by their nature this same proclivity, propensity, bent. Um, if they were to live it out, um, they would act out in this sinful way. But they don't, and that, that um, life has been arrested through whatever means, and we're saying that we believe that God in his grace will um, bring those people to be with him and regenerate them as they're brought into his heaven. So I have a question then, and this is a little late in the game to may possibly derail us a little bit. No, you but won't do that. Does a, no, I wouldn't do that. Does a nine-month-old mm-hmm. sin? Yeah. Probably. I'm glad you said probably. Because I agree, probably. It's kind of hard to... It's hard to quantitate or qualitate. Qualitate? Quantify. Quantify. It's hard to quantify. Yeah. Hard to the word. Because, I mean, my next thought was, okay, what about that, you know, 27-year-old mentally ill person? So I'm thinking Ben uh, Biddle. Um, He's getting... He's close to that, right? He's eight months. Is that right? Nine months? He's right there. Right around there. Yeah. Um, I have to do math. <laughs> he, 
he um, he's at the point where he's learning how to be a little conniving, just a little bit, right? <laughs> see it in his eyes. No, I mean, like that. You know, Joel and Ellen are free with the stories. So I I remember we, vividly. I love that you're using Ben as the example because I remember Joel uh-huh. not long after Zoe was born asking me can you tell that she's a sinner? And I did not hesitate. I said, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Joel's funny with those kind of questions. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of yeah. funny because I hadn't, I mean, I had noticed, but it's not something that I really had thought about until I had a kid. Mm-hmm. And so for, for him to think to ask that was kind of entertaining to me. But yes, the answer is without a doubt, yes, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. When, before they can walk, they know what you want them to do. And they will do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll, they're, they're very selfish. Mm-hmm. They, they want what they <laughs> want true. and don't care about anybody else's feelings. But of course, that's like, what else do they know? They're very familiar with themselves, the mommy and daddy, and that's about it. Right. So, you know, other people and consideration is something that needs to be taught. Um, but yeah, little kids are sinners. You don't have to teach them to do these things. I don't, you don't, I'm sure Joel is not teaching Ben to be a little conniving. Mm-hmm. You know, quiet to kind of sneak away and go get in trouble somewhere and, you know, those kind of things. Ellen doesn't have to teach him those things. They're, it's part of his nature. I hope he listens to this podcast someday. I hope he listens to it when he's driving home on Tuesday. Oh, I'm talking with about ben, ben. in the back seat. No, I'm talking about Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope he listens to this someday. Joel, you got to keep this chambered for when Ben's <laughs> older. <laughs> yeah, and all of my kids and my granddaughter, I mean, she's a stinker sometimes. Mm-hmm. And by stinker, I mean... A, Rebellious sinner who deserves the wrathful judgment of God. You know, the same thing you mean when you say stinker, <laughs> listener. She, she does. Um, but I'm teaching her, you know, I mean, I'm teaching her who made you. And she goes, God, and that's great. You know, and I'm going to teach her catechism stuff. And, you know, I'm going to teach her the gospel. Faith is too. But, I mean, it, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we want to see her come to faith in Christ, especially the older she gets. And I know that some people have said that they remember when they were like four or five years old walking down the aisle and praying the sinner's prayer and that that's actually the moment they remember being born again. That's not everybody's, that wasn't my experience. That, um, But I know some people that's the way it is. So I don't know if that'll be with Charlotte or Ben or who or all the little kids that we know. Um, who knows? Um, God knows and God has them you know, where he wants them and he's going to do with them what he wants to do, mm-hmm. how he wants to do it. But kids are great. <laughs> yes. Don't let <laughs> us dissuade you <laughs> by telling you that they're sinners. Listen, listen up. Can have I, can kids. I ever... Have kids. Have kids. Everybody who listens to this should have kids. Not like, like, oh no, I got them now. I mean, you need to have kids. So if you don't and you're married... Get crackalackin'. If you're not married, get married. Then get crackalackin'. <laughs> you don't have a moving buddy? Get, get one. one. <laughs> the Toy Story 4, have you seen it yet? No, have you? No. Hmm. I got an excuse. I could take Charlotte. Maybe I'll take her this weekend. I have it off. Sounds great. Yeah. Wait, this weekend? It's got Keanu Reeves in it. Oh, he's, Zoe will be back by then. He's like Duke Kaboom or something like that. He's that stunt. Seriously, he's a stunt car, a stunt a motorcycle rider like Evil Knievel. Duke Kaboom. I think it's Duke. I think it's Duke Kaboom. That's awesome. Dude, Keanu Reeves is like meta right now. Do you know that? He's like everywhere in the eye. I see him all over the place. He's a good guy. He'd be a guy I'd like to know. 
I don't want him to John Wick me or nothing, but he'd be cool to go get an ice cream split with. I feel like he could John Wick a little bit in real life now with all the training that he's had. For sure. Yeah. But, dude, I want a banana split with Keanu Reeves. That's what I want. Nice. Yeah. A banana split. Are you going to split a banana split with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Wouldn't that be sweet? That's great. Us sitting together over at the Cold Stone. Sprinkles? With a banana split. Yeah, of course. All the accoutrements. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Whatever you got back there, put it on here. Me and Keanu, man. (laughs) We sit there and we're just like eating and talking together. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be great? To, what? What are you wowing? That's an awesome dream I have. I know. That's what I'm wowing. It oh, sounds like you've thought about I thought this. Thought you're trying to? No, I just am shooting from the hip here. Why are you surprised that I got this stuff in my head? I'm not at all. <laughs> Dude, don't move. No, stop. <laughs> stop. The thing is, to the people listening, yeah. they're not even going to know the difference. They they're, will. They're going to think that we're in the same room. It's different when I can see your eyeballs. It'll be tricks. You'll be able to see my eyeballs. Yeah, but they're going to be like a second delay. No. It's going to affect it. No. The quality of the podcast will diminish. No, you know what? There's honestly a lot of good podcasts that the guys are never together. Yeah. Like that Just Thinking. You know, those two guys from Just Thinking. Mm-hmm. That Vernon and um, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. That They've never met. I don't know how you start a podcast with somebody you've never met, but that's what they do. It's a good podcast. There you go. We can be those guys. <laughs> but we've met. Well, so we that's why be, we'll be better. We can't be those guys. <laughs> we'll be better. You're right. We have a foundation upon which to build. Do you have a question of the day? I'm all mixed up. Hey, I have two questions of the day. My goodness. And, and they're good. You'll, you'll, this is right up your alley. Great. I want to know, listener, what is your favorite guilty pleasure band? Ooh. So not your favorite band, your favorite guilty pleasure band. And number two, because they could be different, what's your favorite guilty pleasure song? Okay, do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. This is hard. Honestly, dude, I kind of like Sublime. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And and every time people find out that, they're like, what? You know, really sublime? And I'm I like, yeah, I, I do. I like sublime. Um, but my favorite guilty pleasure song is Dexie's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen. <laughs> Dude, when that comes on, I got to turn it up. And I want to just jump up and down and sing it. Do, ra, do, ra, do, That's a guilty ra, pleasure da. song? Yeah, why is that a guilty one? Is like, that bad? No, guilty is one like you're not supposed to let people know, right? Yeah, like you're embarrassed or something. Okay, I'm not embarrassed of that one. Okay, no. go. Let me hear yours and I'll Dude, think I of another have, one. This is hard for me. The thing, I'm so glad. The thing is, I've <laughs> been working at Dutch Bros, and it's just mm-hmm. completely changed what my concept of a guilty pleasure is because, dude, I almost like don't have guilt about listening to anything ever. Really? Yeah, not uh, really. Yeah. So... Guilty pleasure band. Guilty pleasure band. Um, for a while. I'm so glad I stumped you a little. It it used to be Fallout Boy because okay. they seemed like whiny and lame and stuff. But like I said, anymore I'm like, dude, I don't care, like at all. Yeah, they are still whiny and lame. Sure, there you go. Oh, now I feel guilty. <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure band. No, there's this girl who I used to work with, and. She, to this day, she'll text me every now and then. She's like, hey, I heard Fallout Boy. They always make me think of you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> maybe now I feel guilty. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, I don't even listen to him that much. I don't. <laughs> so there you go. We'll do okay. that one. Um, for a song. I love that on certain days in my house, between Rachel, Zoe, and myself, we have one like Echo, Amazon Echo, like a good one. Of mm-hmm. like a big like the like the sound is good and then a couple little echo dots where the sound's not that great. But all three of them will be playing Old Town Road at <laughs> different parts of the song because we went from room to room. At first it used to drive me crazy and now I'm just like into it. Zoe loves that song. When I went to her little bridging ceremony at her school, like uh-huh. the last day of school, I can't remember which class it, I think it was the third graders. They walked across the bridge to Old Town Road. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Where are we? What's happening? <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus and a dude rapping about being a cowboy. Dude, I think sign it's, me up. I think it's hilarious. It's great. I kind of like that song just for how ridiculous it is. Yeah, same. Yeah, I remember when you first had to tell me that the song was a song, and then I saw the video, which you didn't know about. No, I didn't. Dude, have you seen the video since then? Still no. Oh, dude. Is it great? Oh, my gosh. On so many levels. All right. We'll watch it right after this. <laughs> it is hilarious. Okay. Do I got to think of another one? No. I'm good? No, you're good. Okay. Mostly because we're at 37 minutes. We got to land Cindy this Lopper. plane. Cindy True Lopper. Colors. Oh, man. I actually like that song. Oh, okay. We're getting there. It used to be a Polaroid commercial, too. Let your true colors shine it So you heard the man. What's your guilty pleasure band? What's your guilty pleasure song? And don't worry. We don't judge. We believe you belong. <laughs>